You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take one. Knock, knock. Who dis? Receiving a Dana and we can't believe you thought I'd look in podcast. It's podcast. We're so glad you're listening to it. We would never listen to it. I don't even want to listen to it to edit it. I don't even want to wake up in the morning. Receiving a Dana and we're in the room. This is one of those experiences that lives up to 12-year-old Broadway dreams. Remember the last time we spoke? Hi, Dana. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Ah. <laughs> um, how are you? Mm. Parched, I'm sure. It's a uh, it's a Sunday. No, it's a Saturday. No, it's it, wait, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. It's the day I cook a lot. I had bagels and locks this morning. Mm, I heard. How were those locks? Papers. What else? Um, I went to Dallas Barbecue recently. Oh, that was Monday. Jealous. Ah! What is your Dallas Barbecue? Oh, I know what your Dallas Barbecue order yeah, is. Yeah, He gets a rack of ribs. Yeah. And then you have to watch him eat it. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. It looks that's like he's eating give, a bloody That's body. why they give you a cupcake at the end. <laughs> they don't do cupcakes no more. Really? Really. What did we get? I can't remember. It was like just chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Hershey Kisses. Which I going downhill. I know, but I get I get the um, the pina colada raspberry with the extra shot, mm-hmm. and then the half chicken, all dark meat, baked potato. That's about it. That's my normal order. Riveting. Can I ask our guest Will Blom of Broadway's Beetlejuice what he orders at Dallas Barbecue? Yes. This might be controversial. <gasps> I don't like Dallas Barbecue. You're not into it. No, I It's too trashy. I'm from I'm from Tennessee and I'm a very big barbecue connoisseur. So if I'm going to oh. go Surprisingly my favorite barbecue in New York City. Yeah. There's a Best Yet Market on 116th that has a barbecue counter. Best pulled pork in New York City. Really? Best brisket in New York City. It is so good. Go. Actually don't go because I will go. Secrets out. Where is it's it so again? Good. Where where is it? 116th and Adam Clayton Powell maybe? Uh, ICP. Yeah. It's great. 
That checks good. out. That checks out. I mean, out. Dallas barbecue is, a, is you go for the experience. It's like yeah. going to Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. different, you know, you're going for Like, you got a table full, of 34? Yeah, yeah, right this way. We went like, to Applebee's the other day. You go to Applebee's for the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the food it's is going to taste exactly, exactly the same You know exactly time. what you're going to get. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said for that. It's like good enough. It's yeah. like, I I'm not trash talking Dallas BBQ. It's just like, I, I can't remember. I'm from Wisconsin. What do I know about barbecue? Anything with salt on it is good. Yeah. When I Put took sauce? John to Dallas Barbecue for the first time, we walked in. He was like, "If we were in Cheyenne, Wyoming, this would be like where you went to celebrate." Yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. For sure. It is. It's where we go to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. I have birthday parties at Dallas Barbecue. I used to go after every Broadway flea market. Oh my god! After working all day, I'm like, I just want to sit down and eat a ton of meat. It's Honestly. where I go after the Pride Parade. Like after you're done, you walk your ass back up to 42nd, or the one in Chelsea, whichever's closest. So after that Broad City episode, I want to try their chicken tenders because I love chicken tenders. That's like my yeah. What's not to like? But what's your what's sauce? It? Honey mustard. You like a really good, mm. you know. Mm. Oh, Charlie's honey mustard. If anybody Ooh. remembers of Charlie's. Yes. I guess I'm done uh, with what I'm doing, but then let's go to Tuesday night when I saw Beetlejuice on Broadway at the Winter Garden. For the fir- it was my first time Beetlejuice, and I'm a longtime fan of the actual movie. It's one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. Really? Yeah. Um, and so I was very excited to see Beetlejuice with my friend Andrew Hollenbeck, and I didn't, I didn't, I thought I was going to see um, Leslie Kritzer. That night, because I know she's in it, I'm a fan, and Alex Brightman. You were on for Beetlejuice, and I didn't know you yet, and then, um... Uh, I think Kim would have been on. Yes. Kim Sava. Sava. Mm-hmm. Sava was on the, the Leslie. For Leslie, The, yeah. the uh, Catherine Delia. O'Hara role, Delia. Yeah. And I am going to fangirl right now so okay. hard so just brace I'll yourself start buckle okay. buckle right. in I want to start with the show I thought it was what Beetlejuice on Broadway should have been right I thought it was so much fun from the moment walking in and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass no okay. I'm, not, I'm a fangirl like, of the show I was as like well. Stephen yeah. uh, this guy was on tonight and he was like oh my god I know him I'm like can we make a conversation happen immediately <laughs> Immediately. Okay, so Beetlejuice, you walk in. I mean, I hope there's no spoilers here, but, you know, there's music playing and the, yeah, the that's whole... brilliant. They set the Alex tone yeah. of, we're going to have fun. Yeah. It's you like know, waiting in line in. for a ride. It's it very really immersed yeah. and very... It keeps you interested for 15 minutes while yeah. you're waiting for curtain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Super duper. L- loved just the opening, um, and that's even before anything happens. I thought the direction was superb. I thought you were insane. Like Thank you are you. so good. Thank you. You're so talented, and that role um, has to be so fun to do, but also so hard to do. It's so detail oriented, and I thought I've been telling everyone who will listen to me how Shakespearean it came off because it's so oh my goodness it's so intense like the timing like there are things in it uh, of your character especially where it's the physical comedy is so great but also the timing of your delivery sounds kind of improv in some ways and which is what it's supposed to sound like right yeah well Um, yeah 
so I can just I was appreciative of all the work that everyone is doing um it's at 100 percent and and the look of it is 100 percent um I just I loved it so much thank you yeah I want to ask like how you even began to learn it I mean as the understudy right uh far less rehearsal well, well, in a way, I mean, I was with them. I wasn't with them in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined uh, uh, when they started Broadway rehearsals. And I was in the room from day one of Broadway rehearsals because they knew it was such a big role that even though I wouldn't be rehearsing that I could be there and watch. And, mm-hmm. and thank God, because when I went in, I just remember the first couple of weeks just looking at it and just being like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know, like it was so, there's so many moving parts. Yeah. And, and in, in it, it's like great Alex Timbers style where there's so many tiny little details one after the other that if you mess up one, it kind of discredits the, the ones that follow. And so I knew that there would have to be a ton of detail work. And unfortunately, fortunately, like that's what I love doing. I'm a Virgo. I'm a perfectionist. I love, um, that kind of detail work and that kind of specific work. And I do coachings and that's absolutely just the only thing that I work on. Um, so it was, it went pretty fast. I, I, cause I try and make sure that I can step in even in rehearsals if something happens. So I tried to get, um, sort of a bare sketch of it. Um, and then started adding in the details. But the, the other thing that comes to, I mean, you're, you saw Tuesday, which would have been my fifth performance of Beetlejuice. And I, the... Oh my god. Like... Stop it. Stop <laughs> well, so, it. Jesus right Christ. But, here, this is why, though. I had eight months of watching and working, and I had plenty of understudy rehearsals and a put-in and all these things, you know, and... Um, so, I just had so much time to prepare... Um, that that's why it is so deep and why, you know, because I spent a lot of time waiting and, and the other part of it is, uh, you know, main thing with, you know, understudy tip is like steal the gold. You know what I mean? Like Alex Brightman is a brilliant, brilliant comedian. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was his alternate in school of rock. And so I already knew, um, the things that make him interesting and unique that do not work for me. Mm. Um, and there's tons of stuff where he, it. well, cause he's, he's, um, he can be much more at ease in general. Um, and it works absolutely for what he's doing and, and, um, and sort of more deadpan delivery where I know my face is a little kind of clowny expressive. And so me doing something at ease looks like I'm lazy, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, so there's absolutely things that he's done. And he's such an Im- incredible improv guy that he'll change things up all the time. He has hundreds of good choices that he's made in the show. And I've been able to say, oh, I like that one. And I like this one from that day and this and this and this. And I put mm-hmm. together my own recipe of a lot of Alex Brightman choices. You know what I mean? But specifically sure. ones that I sure. um, enjoy. And then the things that I know don't work for me are things that I, I'll have different ideas about, of course I throw that, you know, but, but mm-hmm. so much of it is, um, uh, not to say I'm a complete copycat, but it is my job to make sure that I'm giving the same show mm-hmm. that the director intended. And for me to go in and say, oh, well, this is how I am, I'm going to interpret it. And this is how, you know, absolutely, you know, sort of destroys 
anything that Alex Timbers sure. might have tried and it's to the create. The title with it, so. character, yeah. you know, it's Absolutely. Evan Hansen. Yeah. It is Annie. <laughs> you, know. you know, so like. God bless anyone who's coming in yeah. after Ben Platt in sure, Dear Evan Hansen. Exactly. It's like, you have to cry through the entire thing. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's, I mean, um, luckily my lot in life in a way has been sort of to um, either replace or understudy sort of impossible parts. And that... And because that's what every you know, I, I, hope I get you're the a billionaire junk on. because <laughs> I you know, like seriously, that is like the most terrifying thing I could ever well, imagine it's doing. Fu- I mean, it's it, for me, it's fun, and it's always a thing where people are like, "Oh, you just made it your own so much," and I'm like, "I don't know what that." You know what I mean? I'm I yeah. because I are you a monkey see monkey do? I'm very good at yes. I mean, I, I of course I think for. I think I learned how to sing by emulating Anthony Rapp and Norbert Leo Butts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was, yeah. I, my we voice will do exactly. Out. I can. Um, I'm definitely much better at, at that sort of thing. But uh, but yeah. Wait, what were we talking what about? What a wild ride! Yeah, it just it's a it's been um. So that was your fifth thing. performance. Is kind of where we yeah, started. Yeah, and the, that. the first one is only uh, like three weeks ago. He didn't call out for literally seven months of performances like he made it to show 200 before calling out that's incredible incredible he's i mean he is an amazing captain of our ship like you know style trickles down and it's he's just such a wonderful leader and what a gift you are i mean to be be the understudy for him yeah what a gift because i couldn't believe i was like if this is the understudy like, Very come on. Sweet. Like, you were incredible. Thank you. You give me goosies. Thank my, you. I'm full of goosies. And my friend Drew says, oh my God, tell him that he was incredible. I was like, yeah, we know. Very we sweet. Know. Very so, sweet. Okay. I haven't seen you yet because I suck, but I will. It's okay. It's okay. I just lucked out. You, truly, you just lucked truly out. lucked out. Well, and we, we tried to get you in on Wednesday. We're just selling really well. Like, there was apparently, like, yeah. the rush line today was down the block. Yeah. And, like, and it's thrilling when the crazy. audience, you can tell the audience is also on the same page and loving it. That yeah. is also a different energy that like, oh, this isn't a stinker. Like, no. everyone is having a good time. Yep. There's no fake standing O's happening. No, like, no. we all were like, that was so fun! Like, no, that's we're a, so fun, really, I'm gonna leave happy. This is, it's, this is it's, great. It's actually the least intimidating, now that I've done it, it's the least intimidating part being an understudy because it takes no time to win over the audience, even if they're disappointed that I'm not Alex Brightman. Mm. The content and <laughs> the content in general and the visual of everything, um, it I win them over immediately. You, you know what I mean? It's you just did. one of those things where and especially the wig, the makeup, the suit, like there's no way that anybody's gonna be like, that's not Beetlejuice. You know what I mean? It's just not <laughs> a thing. So, like, come on, like if you don't have your contacts in, you could be Alex Brightman. Oh, it did like, very you, you, you guys look constantly. very similar. Oh, so, absolutely. Um, I couldn't come out, more so even in School of Rock, I couldn't come out the stage door. Um, <laughs> like, if I, was, if I wasn't on for Dewey, I couldn't come out the yeah, stage yeah. door. Because they'd be like, Alex. And I'd be like, no. And they're like, they just wouldn't understand. They thought yeah. it was, oh, wow. I probably ruined his reputation being like, no, I'm not Alex. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people are like, yeah, you are. You just don't want to sign. It sounds like and you like, have a good relationship. Because, oh, he's wonderful. I mean, like, we, I, I love him. I really, like, and it's specific, like, not that I was so keen to understudy again, but to understudy Alex is, like, um, a treat. It really is because yeah. he's so kind. He's so, um, um, he's so respectful of my talent and, and what I do. And, and un- both of us understand the differences between us, even though we look, you know, so similar. Yeah. And he loves knowing that 
he because he hates being out of the show as anybody does. Yeah. He loves knowing that if he's out, that I'm on, that I'm taking care You'll of the show. You'll take care you of know? it. You and that's, totally do. That's a wonderful you know, wonderful feeling of respect to feel from, mm -hmm. because it's no matter what, it's an intimidating and sort of delicate uh, relationship between an understudy and the person playing yep. the part, no matter what, sure. that sort of both people have to tend to, you know, for each one's ego, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, he's wonderful, really. Well, well I love that. Uh, let's rewind further. Uh, right. Were Ooh. you C-section or natural <laughs> C-section. Same. Platinum Me gay. too. We were all... Good, good job. Is that why we're all here? Yep. Just trying to get that womb back. The C-section podcast. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? <laughs> we like to ask all of our guests what their first impression of each of us was. Of each of you? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, the first time I met you, you were wearing that very rare into the woods shirt so my first impression was like i want to punch you and take it um and you i just met just now and you're just so lovely i mean i i love redheaded ladies i have a history of like you know long friendships with with so redheaded ladies it's a fetish i love i love a, a fiery bitch i will say you yeah. know what i mean there's something about it because it it you know Makes what me if feel you're strong. like, I hate you and you're inauthentic? You're, it's really strange. <laughs> it's really bad. Can't wait to be done. <laughs> you went to the Boston Conservatory. I did. Um, tell us about that. When did you graduate? Like, who was I in your class? Seven. That people may um, know. Dan Michike, who you've had on your podcast. Yes. We were freshman year roommates. Wicked musical director. The, maybe the oddest pairing of all. It was my fault. Because I lied on my like form about like who you should. Because I like aspired to be, you know, a clean non-smoker. <laughs> oh my god! But we had a great time. We had a great time. Amazing. No, he's. I mean, he and talk about a brilliant. Another brilliant musician. Yeah. My god. Mm -hmm. Um, he is so smart. Um, uh, Anna Nogueda, who is um right now. I mean, she's an actress, but she's also a fantastic playwright. Um, uh, and who else was in? class Chelsea Stock who's been in a couple yes. stuff. yeah Chelsea Morgan Stock um I can't think of it um lots of Aaron Jackson um wonderful comedian um Aaron Jackson yeah like Garbage Troll yes Garbage Troll I love Garbage Troll it's brilliant oh he's weird and his sister is, oh. he, is wonderful like they're but they, his sister was a year or two ahead of us uh huh um but yeah he performs at Club Coming a lot he's, yeah he's, no, he's so funny so dumb yeah no, I love. I love. I personally loved Boston Conservatory. They. Um, I was gonna say, was it your first choice? Was it your only um, choice? It was. was it, it, it was. It um, it it was my first choice of the schools that I you know applied to. That definitely was um, was my number one because they had um, a directing emphasis. You could spend your how were you going to spend your senior year? You could emphasize in something, and I want to end up directing slash do direct and directing, um, and so I knew that that would be a great fit for me mm. um and it was i think it, it's um you know it's a conservatory program so it's much more um it was much more suited to me like i i was terrible at um chemistry because i knew i would never use it like i knew from a very young yeah. age that i would be performing and i was just like fuck this noise right 
Um, Unless you're in Beetlejuice and you need to do some stage magic and <laughs> poofs and fires and <laughs> poofs. That's a and then it's I'm gonna catch everybody. Stage on fire. science. Yeah. What did you direct your senior year? Into the woods. Wait, I might have seen it. What? Who? Who was Sasha in it? Sasha Weiss was, she was Cinderella. No, no, you saw, I a saw the other one. one. You saw a different one. Damn it. No, Sasha Weiss would have been really good. Sasha Weiss was um, Cinderella's mother in the voice of the giant in mine. But um, Stephanie Umo was Cinderella. Um, Anna, who I mentioned before, was Baker's wife. Um, it was fantastic. I mean, it was like, it, yeah, it was great. My, my, oh, if I could go back. I have a video. I'll let you we'll see. It's, oh I mean, it's. It, it, the, I'll bring the popcorn. No, it's li- oh and it's literally. Um, I'll t- I'll tell you all about it later. But it's a production that I'm still. I consider that like the workshop production. It's I'm I'm literally shopping it to to theaters right now because it's wonderful. It's a wonderful version of it. Amazing. But yeah, I loved it. I did um, Pillow Man. You know, it was I love. Lo- I mean, it was Pillow able Man. to do a lot. Andrew Durand was um, sure. not in my class. There's just a lot of wonderful, wonderful, talented people around for me to play with at that sure. time so and then you came straight to the city i did and booked greece i did well i did um a national tour of susical the musical i don't know if you've heard of it i love Seussical i do too musical. i had so much fun it was at theater amazing works Maisie? i wish no i'd rather be gertrude gertrude's <laughs> the best part in the show yes. um no i was i was horton the elephant you <sighs> dreams know. it was really really Who funny i had a great horton? yeah and that so that's how I got my equity card was um because you're part stage manager on uh-huh. those tours it was great which I actually loved like I'm an Eagle Scout longtime Boy Scout so I like lo- I was first ASM like you're unloading the truck Eagle like Scout. yeah you're a man of many talents I'm Pixar weird. didn't happen listen what's that Pixar didn't happen <laughs> I'll give you I'll show you Pixar it's real I got it early I finished by sixteen because any anyway um, Holy but shit. I loved that that um. We, it was all one-nighters, and you would put the set up yourself and unload the set, put it back in the truck, and then drive to the next place, and then put up the set again. So I, like, I loved it. It felt like so, it was so, there was so much pride in performing on a stage that you rolled out yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? It was what really... What company was that with? TheaterWorks. Got it. TheaterWorks USA. Yeah. yeah. Good times. But then, yes, I, I started going to lots of EPAs and ECCs and, and booked um, Greece from an EPA because a guy uh, the guy who I replaced had torn his ACL the night before it was one of those things where if I had gone to the second EPA like a week later I wouldn't have gotten it because I was already cast so that's why I'm like go show up show up you know what I mean like just be first in line and you never know what's going to happen but that was very lucky I was I mean I was ridiculously lucky to make my brother I think never heard that story before the had I gone to the one next week it's not even like had I not gone no it's had my schedule. Yeah. Who did you play? Roger. He sings Mooning. Who the fuck is Roger? Roger and Jan. Oh, Roger and Jan. He's putsy in the movie. Jan in that high was school. Jan. Um, Mooning? Mooning. Mooning. It's a, song. It's a great song. Great. Was that with Laura Osnes? Laura Osnes, yes. So I went to college with Laura. Oh, amazing. So she was in my class. Yes. She's our only, like, famous person. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. She's a real yeah. dear. That was a really, you know, um, I joined. I was the the only, the first replacement into that. So it was still Matt Saldivar and um, Jeff Brown. It was like a great, 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 great group of people. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky. I mean, your dream came true. Like, did did it feel like you had always imagined it would? 
What honestly, is your dream? <laughs> honestly, no. I'm going to go ahead and just be honest and not like sugarcoat it in any way. Um, no, it was really hard. It was, I had, I was the only cast member who wasn't there from the beginning. I joined nine months in and I don't, I don't, I guess I don't feel bad about saying it. And at that time I joined, morale was really low. It was just, um, they hadn't gotten great reviews. They hadn't, um. That's a reality. Yeah. They hadn't, they hadn't been supported in certain ways, uh, where even if they had gotten good reviews, it would be great to keep morale up in, in different ways. But, um. So no, and the guy that I had replaced was beloved in the company. Mm. He was like the cast clown, and I was like twenty three and just like, I'm on Broadway. You know what I mean? I was just like a different. Nobody was had the energy that I was bringing into it, which was ridiculous because I was a twenty three year old making my Broadway debut. So who else was going to be that sure. excited nine months in? Um, but it was really hard. It was that was really hard to to deal with by myself and to sort of understand that um, Broadway was no different than you know, the public school auditorium that I set the Susical set up in that one day, like it was just another house. It's just a different mm. paycheck and a different sort of bragging rights. But I had more fun on Susical than I did doing mm. Grease on Broadway, making my Broadway debut. Of course, no matter what, like that first performance bowing, I had a friend there who brought signs, you know what I mean? Like it was ridiculous. Yes, that moment right. of, of achievement is one thing, but the actual act of it playing out and living out your dreams I had to learn some very hard lessons. And that's why, like, Matt Saldivar and Jeb Brown, you know, stopped me that one night. I, you know, started crying in the sink after washing out my hair. And they were just like, come here. Come here. Let's talk about what this is. And they sort of let me know what what Broadway really is. And it's a, you know, it's not, yes, there are, are these wonderful, wonderful highs, but there's also a lot of, lot of lows. And and boy, were they right. And they set me up for it to, to understand that it's not always... And rarely ever what your 12-year-old self, you know, dreamed Broadway would be. And I, I still, you know, that's only occurred two or three times in my whole career where it's lived up to mm-hmm. what Broadway dream. I had big Broadway dreams, you sure. know, you know. Um, Thank so you yeah. for sharing that. Of I mean, course. I don't I, you know. know how real people have gotten on that side of the spectrum yeah. of what it's like. Well, that's so what they, are they even... Um, I knew that the guy I, I had replaced was coming back once he healed from his injury. So I left um, to do the tour mm-hmm. of Greece, and I started with a fresh cast and everybody was excited and so many people, you know. Sure. Um, and so I got that kind of fun experience again. I ended up staying on that tour for a year and a half just because I wow. enjoyed it so much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do you but like touring? I Yes, I'm I'm an old man now, but and I've done five. I've done, you know, I do. There is something super fun about touring, um, just because it's it's new, exciting. I love hotel rooms. Like I love a clean bathroom. I love a beautiful shower. I love endless clean towels. Like you know, uh, so that's there is something really nice about that. But now, um, you know, as you get older, you are want to stay closer to home more you know what I mean and so I would do a, a tour again for the right show and the right mm-hmm. part I'm sure um, but yeah I've spent a lot of I've probably spent half my time in New York touring almost wow so we'll see I love yeah. that he just winked at me. Oh, I'm Listen, so in love. You guys, I'm so in love. This is fun. I'm gonna. Um, so, get who's sued. your favorite audience member you've ever experienced? Oh my God, Elaine it's... Stritch came to see uh, Book of Mormon. 
and may she rest that i you know i'm not one of those people like i don't care about finding out ahead of time if there's celebrities in the like i i kind of like to know who's out there if that's happening but i would have known either way because she was wearing all white just like white hat white coat white you know she's pretty silent throughout the whole thing and and then it do you know have you seen book of mormon Either of you? Yeah, it yeah, is my blind spot. I oh, have okay. not seen it yet. Well, there's one There's no. one spot towards the end of Act 1, right before my character saying, man up, where the Elder Price basically breaks up with them. You know what I mean? And and finally yells at him and screams, like, I'm not, I'm not your best friend. I just got stuck with you by the Missionary Training Center. Dead silence. Always just like, oh, this is hurtful moment. In that moment, he's a, I got stuck with you at the Missionary Training Center. <laughs> And it took everything I had inside me, because I, no matter what, even in that moment, I was like supposed to start crying. It's this moment, you know, this yeah. emotional moment I had to get to, and I was just like, "How the fuck am I supposed to block that out?" Because I realized that that's what she had been waiting for the whole time. She was waiting for the other shoe to drop, and that is her whole I just got essence of her again. life. But it, you know, and and the yeah. kind of stories that she tells is. There's nothing that ever lands in happiness. You know what I mean? There's nothing that she knows that at some point or another, it's not going to work out no matter what it is. And she was just waiting for that moment. And so she came backstage after. Oh, God. And she, I don't, I have the, I actually have a fabric print of this moment because somebody took a picture of it on my wall because I'm obsessed with it. But she grabbed a hold of me and she looked right at me and she goes, support me support me and I was, I was like what the fuck is that like and then I like of course I was just laughing my ass off because I couldn't believe anything of what was happening but I know sounds the only reason that I can think of because I know that she was I think she just wanted to have a moment with me as a scene partner I know that that sounds so weird but that's no, what she was trying she was sure. like support me. look at look at me look at me. you know and I was just like okay 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 Elaine stretch like but it was beautiful it was just like I'm so glad that I got that moment. The first, yeah, the first two celebrities I had in Book of Mormon were Elaine Stritch and Mandy Patinkin, and I was like, please, I don't need Kanye. Please, just yeah. give me all the Sondheim celebrities. Seriously. Please, like, <laughs> who's next? Please, Donna Murphy. Come on, come on. Sondheim celebrities. Oh, That's I a live. great story. You and me both. I know. Well, you, you haven't seen it. I'm my... Uh, hallway at home, I call it the Sondheim Hallway, is every New York premiere playbill of Sondheim shows in chronological order. And it's awesome. It's way good. Great. You know, I'm just a big, I'm a very, very big Sondheim fan. Do you think we'll get one more? I left an empty spot. It's there. There will always be... Exactly. No, I'm hoping, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm still very hopeful that... I am too. I would love to meet him one day. Be you really saved cool. one seat for Elijah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, yeah, best celebrity for sure. You got to work alongside Harvey Firestein and mm. Michael Yori last year. Yeah, I'll start crying. In now. Torch Song. In Torch I didn't Song see that, that I love. Yes, yeah. love. Yeah, deeply. Um, Biggest regret of my life. Not a big Broadway blockbuster musical. No. A very small, intimate, precious, beautiful... Yes. ...play. Yeah. Um, was that new for you? Was that, like, a, a different space This um, for you? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I totally. Um, it came about for a lot of reasons. Um, mainly uh, because after School of Rock, I didn't want to sing anymore. I couldn't. Well, I couldn't sing for a year after. Um, it was either surgery or um, to not sing. And so I I didn't. And I, that's why I was in London and I was assisting Lonnie Price. Um, we'll get to that really? story. Yeah. Oh my God, pin. Okay, and, pin. Um, and then when I came back, I said, I'm like, I, you know, I need, <laughs> I needed to make some money. Um, and so I was like, I would love it if I could do a play. You know what I mean? I would love to do. And I really wanted to be taken seriously. I've never been, I've always, I always play clowns. Um, who always end up having to have a lot of emotional content, which is great. Like, best. I love that. Um, but I really was hoping that I could be uh, taken seriously because I coach, you know, I, 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 I coach people in acting. Like, I really do consider myself um, an actor. And I, I know I have been blessed with a, an incredible voice, but it's really hard to um, prove that it's, that you're a better actor than that anyway. So, um, yeah, whoever thought of me to come in, bless them, uh, that the story of Torch Song, uh, at that time really resonated with me in like a, a terrifyingly like close way. Um, and... I knew that it was mine. There was something about it where I was just like, this is, this is for me. This is, I remember like, um, Victoria Clark talking about in Light in the Piazza, talking about the marriage between, uh, the performer and, um, the material mm -hmm. and that sometimes these things come into your life at, at just the right time. And this was it. This was it. It was the least, and even in, even in the callback, I was not acting. There was just, it was triggering these emotions in me um, that were just very, very real at that time. So I loved it. I never got to perform it. They, when they announced that they were closing, they let us have a put-in for close families and family friends. I just wow. met Max, but I knew it. So I was like, come, Max saw it. Wow. Um, and that was just like the closest thing I'll get to heaven there was like that and playing floyd collins in college you know what i mean or like i'll never play floyd collins again like nobody only in college will somebody believe like that guy can fit through that hole in that cave like you know what i mean like i just know it'll never happen again but at that time God being cast for your voice in college great 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 but it's moments like that where like i know it doesn't get any better than this i know that this is um this is exactly the kind of stuff that that I would love to be doing and, mm -hmm. and that, uh, you just don't have to work out. That was a really hard, like Moises specifically with me, you know, it's just like, get rid of the mask. I want to see you. I want to see you. And I was like, I need the mask. I need it. I need it. It's too close. You know what I mean? And slowly, like I would just let the mask go, but there's, I mean, there's just like, it's mm -hmm. so beautifully written, I think too. And that I, I'll just say a line and I just burst into it. Like there's just certain moments and certain things that I find so beautiful because Harvey is the master at making you cry at the thing that you were just laughing at. And it's just, uh, yeah. that's my favorite thing, you know, and even 
whether it be in, in Mormon or now in Beetlejuice, I love when people laugh when I'm crying. Like, there's something about making Steel people Magnolia's laugh. laugh. <laughs> through tears is my favorite emotion. <laughs> there's something about, like, if somebody could really laugh at my tears, you know, I just, I love it. And so there's a, there's, the, that play is just a, a whole laugh cry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just the whole beautiful three hours of it. So, yeah, I, 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 I want to do it I would do it regionally I would do it for $200 a week at anywhere I will just like (laughs) I love that part I love the play some of the most the the best uh, dramatic actors are the best comedians I mean Robin Williams my favorite dramatic actor my favorite comedic actor I mean Jim Carrey the same they are pulling off something surprising I mean it shouldn't be surprising anymore but you know the first time that they dip their toe into the dr- the dramatic side of their selves yeah. was like whoa i mean even adam sandler like come on he's yeah. done he's done some well i think i remember reading stuff. an article about um the, the guy who mm-hmm. wrote uh the the story of the the testament of mary and talking about going to see the play of it and getting so worried at the beginning because they were laughing with her and doing all these things, but he realized by the end that they wouldn't cry for her if they didn't laugh with her at that's the beginning. Exactly. Like, oh, exactly. That is, that's just such a, a wonderful lesson, no matter what. Like, you just have to... Make uh, me feel something. Yeah, and then, yeah. no matter what it is, yeah. and then at the end, I'll also feel something. Exactly. So, you know, I like that. Oh, I that's just nice. love you so much. You're oh sweet. You're God. sweet. Oh, God. How do you tap into your inner Sasha Fierce? Do you need to tap into a Beetlejuice <laughs> moment? Um, like, uh, in what sense, Sasha Fierce? Like, um, like just in general. I guess I'm speaking. Like a Sasha Weiss Fierce. <laughs> God bless. I am, I am speaking. I guess more about Beetlejuice because that is such a high octane. Uh, mm, using yes a, a lot of energy um, in very specific ways. That is fine. There's something about the the. And a school of rock too. Yeah. I mean, both of those are. You know what? And the difference is, those two. Let's say Dewey and Beetlejuice. Yes. Energy wise, much easier to get into than an Elder Cunningham or Buddy the Elf because these two are angry and these two are the happiest people in the room. And so, eight shows a week, you can go, you can be angry. You can be angry, and you can be the angriest person yes. in the room anytime. Yes. But trying to be the happiest person in the room when you really are not feeling it that day is difficult. Yeah. Is really really hard to say, especially Book of Mormon to to wait after all the boys have entered saying uh-huh. hello, and I have to top all of their happiness. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that was just. Oh my so god! So I'd be. I, ru- love this. I mean, I'd be running in place. I'd be doing everything, but like. My mom always said, like, preach faith till you got it. And that's the idea. Is like, if you smile enough, you're going to feel happy. You there will. It's so stupid. I but love that. It's now what I've learned about, you know, with my anxiety. Like, if you really just keep on breathing, you're going to calm down eventually. You know, but yeah. you have to try. It's, you know, at the beginning, it's not going to feel like it's going to do nothing. That's mm-hmm. so oh, true. I, it would be so hard to be Katie Couric every night. But I can be Joy Behar. Yeah, but... Exactly. That's I mean, and honestly, even for Beetlejuice, the less energy I have, the better because it almost uh, the train is going so fast. I remember I had a, a like a Gregory's cold brew before understudy rehearsal, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm never doing that again. I don't need the yeah. extra energy. Yeah. The show is propelling me so fast, and that's it. Most of it's just like 
if you get on the train, the train goes. The yeah. show is going to happen whether you like it or not. Yeah. So you just have to stay. That's on a terrifying it. part. It's like, oh, it's yeah. actually happening. Yeah. That reminds me of when I went to college, uh, one of our scene study classes, they would make us, our school was kind of in the round, Mm. and so they would make us run a couple laps and then come into the room. Mm. So they would just be like chit-chatting with the other actor students, and they're like, okay, the next people up, go run, and then we'll stop talking when you come in. But until then, we're just going to chat. Whenever you walk through the door, I know you're ready. Yeah. Because the the more tired you are, yeah, there's nothing else you're thinking about. No, and even, it kind of like beats it out of you a little bit. And then just I mean, you saw Tuesday, and I can specifically tell you, I hadn't. It had been a week and a half since I'd done the show, mm-hmm. and the whole day I spent saying, "What makes you think you can do this tonight? You're not funny mm-hmm. right now. What makes you think you're going to be funny tonight?" Um, I could not quell like the voices that make me, you know. And then you go on stage and it happens, and it, but there is nothing, it's really, it's just very hard to think, uh, and I, and maybe if I, if, if I were more in tune with my body in general, it'd be easier to do, but I, I have, it has, it's really hard for me to understand, um, that all of that is going to happen later. And it's all going to just work. Your voice is going to be fine. Your legs are going to be fine. You know, it's just yeah. so weird. It's not an... I wish it was an instrument I could hold and check and say, okay, yeah. this is in place, this is in place, there's no reason why this won't work. Yeah. But it's not. Mm. And it... I know very well that my mental my mental space is a huge part of that. And yeah. then if... Um, like, I promise nothing except that I'll be there. Yeah. And, and it, that's it's, kind it's of all you that, need. That you just have to balance all the time and to not... Not to say that, like, you know... I remember one show specifically in Mormon, I went on stage being very, something had been very, very upsetting five minutes before I went on stage. And I went out and had one of the best shows of my life. I mm. somehow translated all that anger into happiness and was that. So it's it's not so much that it's just like, oh, if I'm in this place, I can't do it. Or it's that it's just a constant. Yeah. That's where chemistry comes in yeah. for me anyways, where it's just figuring out, okay, what is the alchemy of all of these things in my life? how do I translate that into what I need to do tonight? Mm-hmm. And something like, like Beetlejuice is really, really easier in that sense because I, I mean, Moises would be very happy with this because I have brought more of myself to this character than probably any other character, which is so you seem weird very to say. tuned in. Yeah. It, so but it, tuned it's, in. it's, it's odd almost that like again. a demon is the closest I've come to being myself on stage. Well, maybe Baby that's steps. correct. You know? <laughs> Baby steps. Yeah. What are some dream roles that you are just looking forward to getting your oh, hands God. on? Um, I don't know if I'll ever get cast up. I mean, I want to be George and send them park with George. You know, that, oh, that was, my God, that was one of the first. I would see your, you know, wrist tattoo. That's it. I mean, that's that's the 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 dream. Um, in that coat. In that coat. Yeah, exactly. Please. I mean, it really is. It's it's one of those things. that said, um, talk about fun things to sing. Man, it, it's written in such a strange p- part of the male voice, and it fits so mm-hmm. well for me. God bless. Yeah, not nothing like because it no. doesn't fit in a when lot of places. It. Exactly. Um, so I would love. I mean. I'd love that, and and honestly, I I still I would still count Arnold because I never got to actually do it. I would love to do Arnold in Torch Song, um, somewhere 
Um, and oh god, but I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm hoping eventually I'll get to do like Pseudolus, and there's lots of wonderful character roles that I know are probably more um, appropriate. But but more so, I, I mean, I would love to be directing more uh, than. I'd, I'd give up all my dream roles in order to direct a couple of Sondheim shows even, you know, oh, that would be, that's the real Come goal on. from all of this. And that's why I, I, I keep on, there was a time too in my life where every final bow, I'd be like, guys, my last bow is an actor, you know what I mean? And just like, <laughs> like for five <laughs> years and then, you know, but I, I really wanted to, I really, you know, and I keep on, and I do keep on doing things to sort of stray away from it, but I, I uh, keep coming back because I keep getting offered ridiculous Role, you know what I mean? It's well, not that I'm. Why? Like, it's just it. I can't yeah. turn down certain things. Like I, I would have um. The same week that I got the offer for Torch Song, I got this musical that I was workshopping in London finally came through, but I literally couldn't do it because of money. I could not. Um, I'd spent so much money, um, you know, breaking away to be directing for free and starting at the bottom of that sort of thing that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the money to say, yeah, God, I can't even follow through on these steps that I've taken um, because I don't have the money to. Um, but, but yeah, eventually it'll it'll all work out. And I don't see it. I don't see my acting career as a departure from my directing career sure. because I'm learning so much. And every show I do is, you know, whether they know it or not, is an internship with that director, and I've learned so much from the way Alex Timbers directs as opposed to Moises Kaufman. You know what I mean? Sure. I've worked with all of these brilliant, um, brilliant directors and able to, you know, steal their gold and as well. An internship with multiple directors. Was, you're it, brilliant. That's, like, that's so great. You're very sweet. But no, I mean, people are in all kinds of different scenarios and you can either look at them with this yeah. kind of vision uh, goggles or you can look at them with these goggles right 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 what can you get from any of these I'm a, I mean I'm a supreme optimist like it really and that that is great in a lot of ways and it gets me in a lot of trouble sure. um uh but that was it and I I mean the best the when it worked the best for me was when I was auditioning 10 times a week I would go to EPAs and ECCs and I wouldn't care if I got a callback for anything, I would just say, you get to sing with a piano today. This is a free, mm-hmm. you know, like, you yeah. get to just, yeah. like, try this song free out. You know, exactly. Um, and that's the only way to survive that kind of rejection over and over again. I did not get a single callback for anything until Greece. You know what I mean? It was like, then I probably went to a hundred different things. And, of course, things I wasn't even right for, but I was like, I've never been in for this casting director. They have to be here. I might as well show up, you know. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, optimism is, uh, is important when it comes to that sort of things to really In this sure business. Yeah. This, yeah. I'm not even in it. But no, yeah, but in, it, in your business, yeah. it is. Um, let's talk about Lonnie Price. Oh. What's that story? I, okay, so Dear I saw... Baby Lonnie I Price. Him. I love him, I love him. We got tickets to um, the screening of Best Worst Thing That Ever Could Have Happened at um, Lincoln Center. There, we were there. The theater. I oh sent them to you. Oh yeah, my god, I, really? I probably emailed them to you. Holy yeah. shit. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Um, I saw it. Loved it. Maybe my favorite documentary of all time. <laughs> um, well, because I also loved Merrily... I mean, we well, think. we could talk about the whole... I mean, I could talk about that documentary for an hour. Um, but the main thing was, I in the documentary, Lonnie talked about how he wrote to Hal Prince and said, Hey, I think you're great. I want to work with you. Whatever. 
and um, uh, no. the 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 I said uh, uh, the guy uh, let's just say the guy I was with at the time you know I was like I was like I'm gonna write Lonnie and I'm gonna do that and maybe he'll talk to you and he was like well I I know him I'll introduce you all you know um, so we met on New Year's Day and uh, we were just supposed to meet and but we ended up having an hour long conversation and. It to it, which at one point he, he, I knew he respected me when he said, "Directors hate you, don't they?" And I was like, "Yes, they do." Like, <laughs> like, Why? Yes. Why? Because I'm Why? too smart. I'm too smart for an actor. I'm too like um, and I've You're I've, I've, I've the learned other side. I, I I've very much learned how to control my mouth now. Got it. Um, but you know I have, I have made <laughs> people change. You know where people enter the stage that have nothing to do with me just because that was the correct side of the stage to enter from yeah. in terms of their strength and what the story that they were telling. Yeah. Shit like that. <laughs> like, I just need to calm down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but being an assistant to somebody, great, with have too many opinions. Um, and at that time, I was still doing School of Rock, but I wanted out. I knew I needed to get out. Um, I didn't know if he would work with me but I put in my notice at um, School of Rock two days later because I just knew I was like if Lonnie can see that I'm a director um, then I need to be doing this um, I was going to be going to London anyways he was doing Carousel at the ENO mm-hmm. there and I said do you mind if I just tag along I'm there to you know bring coffee do whatever and he was like yeah 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 so I became you know assistant director but like gopher extraordinaire to this 80 person cat you know i mean it was an amazing huge 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 production lots of assistant directors a lot of people you know what i mean to manage all these things um but then he asked me back he was doing um uh lady day at emerson's grill for the first time in london and he asked me um if i would be his he couldn't bring over his uh, danny his normal assistant and um and i was already there i was he was like do you want to come you know, help me with Audra, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, yes, I do." Yeah, Audra, um, who? Can I, uh, yeah, exactly. Can I write that down? So yeah, yeah. We he uh, we uh, I was just there for a bit with that, but she. It was, I mean, the first time I heard the material at all because I didn't see it on Broadway. I was gone at the time that it was on Broadway. Was me and Lonnie in a studio with her and the band, and that was it. And she did the whole show, first day. To just me and Lonnie and I did all the audience interaction stuff with her and I just I was like, fuck my life like this is this is insane oh. and finally Leap I mean faith, I'll man. I'll show you the picture but I, yeah. finally on the day I had to leave I could only stay to like uh, a couple previews because I was directing um a workshop of Bonnie and Clyde at that time uh, but he um I brought in a picture of Audra and I at the ragtime stage door when I was fourteen and <laughs> just like terrifyingly gleeful to be next to Audra McDonald. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I said, Do you mind if we recreate this picture? And she just lost her mind. Like Lonnie became like the person in the background. You know what I mean? I was just like, I can't believe this is my life right now. Like this is but I didn't want to fangirl like the whole that. like and she was a new mom at that very new mom at that time. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so I that's what I was trying to help with more than I was just like I became more her personal assistant make sure she had breakfast and stuff like that and just making sure but the coolest thing was she you know she did the crazy voice the whole time and finally one day was that your Billy Holiday that was that Billy Billy. that's really good I mean that's really really good (laughs) 
One day she she was like, my voice is tired. Do you mind if I just sing? You know, use my own voice. And she and he was like, yeah, it's fine. She started singing "God Bless the Child" in her normal Audra voice, and my body started freaking out. It had such a crazy reaction that it didn't acknowledge that it was actually her until that moment. That moment uh-huh. was like what proved that it was happening. I was just like, I can't believe this is real. This is, and this is what's like oh saving your voice is like your normal dulcet yeah. tones. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, it was it was beautiful. It was this like a is wonderful what's saving your voice. Yeah, normal. Your normal, but you know, I had no idea about this alternate life uh it was a yeah it's a, i still have a my my visa to to work there fabulous for the next couple of years uh, london if back. you're listening i'd love to go back love to go back are you working on directing anything right now in the pipeline no what, how does that work no um you kind of have to quit i mean it's acting, yeah it's, right? I mean, it's do... really there's there there are people who can ride multiple horses i can't i'm very um, I also like giving all of my attention to whatever I'm, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be contracted for anyways. Um, yeah. but, um, no, there, as I, there is that, that into the woods, um, version that I'm really trying to work. I have a, one of the producers from Torch Song and I, um, became good friends and he, I told him about this idea and he was very excited about it. And so he's pitching it around to see if we can do it, uh, regionally before trying to sort of bring it into New York, which would be the end goal. I mean, this is a, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, I would love to be, um, recognized for that. Mm -hmm. And some, having something like even Torch Song, um, doing a straight play, uh, for me, helps, I think in terms of people thinking of me credibly about, um, as a, well, it's been done before. I mean, Lonnie Price is a great example. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I knew that, um, you know, it even is. I mean, there were times in rehearsal where I'd just hear him from behind, and I'm like, "Charlie, it's Charlie yeah. Kringus." Like, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. You know, he's iconic. And he still sounds the same. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's exactly such a love. the same. He's such a love. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of people. You know, and Hunter. I worked with Hunter Foster, and mm. and and picked his right. Finally, on the last day, I was like, "Hey, I want to be there." You know, I I yeah. most of the time I don't like um, if I can help it for the director to know that I'm also dir- a director because then there is that feeling of just like, "Oh, are you?" And even Lonnie, you know, we went out to dinner one time and, and Carousel, and he was just like, he was like, so do you, do you just have your own version of this in your head? And I was like, no, no, I'm on your ship. No matter what, like, you've created, like, I have no idea what version yeah, you're not I would be doing. Yeah, you're not approaching the project. No. Well, that's a good question, that. though, that yeah. he asked. I mean. And it was, you know, that, and, and he was like, so, well, you know, do you have, do you have notes? And I was like, well, yeah, I got, I got some notes. I mean. Surely, as an like, audience. He was like, send them to me, send them to me. He was very, I mean, very kind, very sweet. And, mm. um really was so supportive to me at a time when I really needed um, that. He's good like that. He is. He's just a, he's a, he's he a really good man. Is. He's a really good man. I'm forever thankful to him. Hi-ho! 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 We have another question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. Uh, there are there are seven very well-known dwarves in history. <laughs> If you were the eighth dwarf, what would your name be? It's so stupid, but I'd probably be something like hopeful. Hopeful dwarf. I love that for you. I know. I love that journey for you. Thank you. And no one no one really does the full. Yeah. Everyone does like the E. 
horny, belty, slutty. <laughs> I love no, hopeful I'd, I'd for you. Hopeful. That's great. Hopeful dwarf. I am. You know, there's a difference between Elda. But that would be a, yeah, I really love that. And, and that's what, I mean, in terms of knowing uh, what I sell that's different from Alex Pratt, you know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. I know that um, I've got a lot of heart. I sell a lot, a lot of heart. Um, and and I love selling that. If that's what, you know, uh, I my brand is, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, I, my, both of my parents are ministers actually, or or, were, um, growing up were ministers. And, um, so I did grow up in the church watching them preach and be inspirational. And, and, and I do think of that as sort of, I never thought, I didn't realize I sort of went into the family business until college when I sort of, I was just like, oh, I'm just getting up in front of a group of people and telling a story and hopefully that that they're morally and emotionally moved by it. And you know they believe I mean? in and, it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but I mean, I, I do strongly believe that musical theater, uh, and the musical theater canon can in itself be a religion and religious text because it, I think it is, um, and the theater is church. And I mean, yeah, exactly. It's spiritually transcendent yeah. to, I think people who, um, who view it in that way. I, you know, I mean that, uh, seeing light in the piazza, you know, was the best, uh, most transcendent moment of my life, probably. You know what I mean? Mm. No drugs. You know, <laughs> no drugs required. But it's uh, so I very much believe in um, in the restorative power to, powers of theater, and 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 that kind of connection. I always say that um, I, I picture it sort of like a, a there's a rope attached to my gut, and then there's ropes that spread out to the audience, and it's a whole push and pull thing. But I think that that pulley system. In between is is God to me. You know what I mean? Is that that sort of um, uh, being able to connect like that with 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 people and even that's what I love. I mean, I I make money so that I can go see theater because I love being in an audience. I love being mm-hmm. a part of a community, yeah. experiencing something together, and how that specific performance, you being in that seat, your response to it changes. The entire dynamic. That's everybody yeah. else is on stage is balancing that alchemy of you in that seat. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, uh, theater recharges my battery. Exactly. I hadn't seen a show for you know a month or so, and I was like, ah, oh, yes, okay, yeah. I'm good for another. It makes week a difference. I really, yeah. and especially um, and that, and that's now how I judge um, how much I like something because something can be wonderful and well done and all these things, but if it doesn't emotionally make an emotional impact on me, yeah, it uh, I don't really care. It's yeah. not so much that um, it's bad or it's this. Mm-hmm. It's more so that like, you're. I'm not leaving with anything. Yeah. Um, theater can be um, sort of a disposable art, and you have to find something that lingers with people, that makes them ask questions, or that makes them feel something that in that moment that they're going to take away or that changes them, yeah, even if absolutely. they don't like remember it forever. That it changes. Or them, just have you know? fun. Yeah. Exactly. And laugh and be yeah. surprised and enjoy yeah what people are putting out yeah you know but that and but that's exactly why i love yeah. when once you've made them laugh just to have one moment even if it, yeah. even if it's just one to to drive home that there is heart somewhere in there mm-hmm. that's all i'm looking for how beautiful is sophia and caruso oh, she's lo- i mean did i get her name right yeah. oh, yes yeah. she plays lydia which yeah. is the winona Ryder role in the movie yeah 
She's a star. I mean, she's oh. a she's a, an incredibly interesting creature yeah, of the world. Yeah, that's how. I, yep. I was um I was blown away by her. You know, just starting in rehearsals, and at that time, she, still she was seventeen, and um and it's it just sort of seems like um some alien has taken over a little girl's body, yeah. and it's it's beautiful to watch her sort of yeah blaze um, uh, i was like uh, you're doing you, you like yeah. you're doing you you are not a cookie cutter yeah and she's she's super fun she was you know going on with her uh i mean let's just say there's been plenty of times as an understudy where the person you know the person you're playing opposite does not change their performance even though you're a different person mm-hmm. um, got it yeah. and i mean in general this company is just a huge improv team you know what I mean yeah, and you could tell. Leslie Kritzer's kind of like leads the charge of that you know yeah. I mean she's just brilliant um so everybody is reacting to what I'm doing or you know and, and specifically here we have so much time to go and we just had a blast I really you know love um having a and creating a that friend particular friendship I think is super funny and super um I, I try and make it emotional by the you know what I mean that yeah. these are two friends that have had a lot of fun together and it's sad to say goodbye yeah. you know what I mean when they do and I do mean it you know there's um you know when I say like you know I think I'll miss you most of all Scarecrow you know yeah. it's just yeah. like oh yeah. love those I do. little Easter eggs yeah I love the video you posted of uh, your first bow as uh, Beetlejuice is coming up from under the stage and you just hear the audience yelling Beetlejuice three times yeah and like. There's the two of you. Yeah. It's not Like, the view that nobody else gets. I will say, too, it wasn't until my, uh, the, the Beetlejuice dresser, Travis, took that video, and I did not hear, this sounds so weird, but I did not hear the screams like that until I saw that video. There's something about, you can talk yourself out of anything, and yeah. there's so much, especially even when I was doing that performance, like, I was just so self-critical and fixing all these things that, until I heard that video back, I was just like, oh. I might have done okay. They like you know, me. I think, <laughs> I think they really like, like yeah. me. Um, and I'm, and especially this past week, I started having a lot of fun. A lot. I mean, it. Now that I know where the fire goes, you know, there's sure. a lot of a lot of tricks, a lot of puppets, a lot of um, you know. Yeah, I mean, crazy it, could, it could be a very dangerous. Yes, yes. and I uh, did. Even on, um, I think my first show, I I sprained my ankle coming off. Right. Coming off the sandworm after riding it in. Hate when that happens. Um, you know, because that's a thing yeah. in this show. Ridiculous. So fun. Um, so yeah. So now that all of those things are sort of a little more mastered, um, I'm looking people in the eyes and see that you know, and then really paying attention to yeah. every single moment. Now. And you're on stage a lot. I mean, the movie Michael Keaton is not in Either. the movie a whole lot, but I, I mean, I love your energy through the. A lot of it. I mean, seventy-five percent of the show. It's a good bit. Like, it is. There are. I will say there are nice breaks, but it does yeah. seem like he's mm-hmm. on stage a lot. Yeah, you're um, the host with the most. The, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a much easier uh, track energy-wise than than cool. something like School of Rock was. Like, I think for both Alex and I, School of Rock has was boot camped us into sure. a into a way where this show's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ridiculous, but it would take Amazing. three Beetlejuices to equal one Dewey. So, and that's also why he hasn't had to call out in 200 shows, you know, as well. Cause he's, it's, he's, he's crafted in, in a way where it can be done eight shows a week for sure. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Did you have a relationship with the movie before? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. didn't. My first audition for it was... (laughs) It was actually the first audition I went to when I came back from London in May last year. And I was like, okay, I'll watch the movie. Uh, And I didn't like the movie. I I just like... I was like, what the fuck is this about? Like, it didn't seem to have much of a plot to me. Honestly, you know. And so when I read the script and it started off with the death of Lydia's mother at her funeral, I was just like, oh, now we have somewhere to go. This is why this girl's obsessed with death. This is why, you know what I mean? It just seemed like, I thought that the musical somehow really wrote in the story that is somehow present, but also absent from the movie. (laughs) Where it works, like if you added all this subtext into the movie, it would make complete sense, but it's just not there. so I was I, I I know that's probably controversial, but I think it's something like Absolutely. Goonies, where if you didn't grow up with it, it looks crazy now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if Beetlejuice holds up, <laughs> but yeah. I will say like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know, Tim Burton's yeah. first film was my jam a lamb. Like that was. Why uh, is it like, that on Broadway? Oh my I god! Well, Pee-wee he came. Would, he would, yeah, he would have to. Oh do my it. god! And I saw. I did see the Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway. Another Alex Timber show. Um, oh, that makes sense. But um, yeah, no, I, that I mean, so I understand that. And now people look at Pee Wee's Bigger Picture they're like nutbags. Right. I'm like, uh, uh, okay, but when you're a kid, it's all I you hear know. you. It's I like see you. How and... many drugs? Uh, but I'm, were present. I'm. I'm. I remember just even in previews, just realizing how popular Beetlejuice is just as a, a brand. You know what I mean? And a movie, yeah. whether yeah. it's the movie or the cartoon series, or and like people die for this show and are huge, huge, oh, huge Oh, everyone's fans. uncle I didn't it. know yeah. that either. I didn't. I, mean, I, I really knew, was I knew I grew up with the movie and thought it was funny and had my yeah. favorite little bits in it, but I did not know the Beetlejuice brand yeah. was a thing. And that was hugely surprising to me. And it's kind of like a, I mean, in the, in the same way that it, attracted a certain type of person for the cast as well you know what i mean it's like it, I mean, that's what i say about the cast it's just like we are all such a um misfit toys you know what i mean all thrown together the where it's just like oh thank god for you and the show yeah. you know it really yeah, like what the casting of the calling show calling all weirdos feel, yeah you know what i mean like but there there should be a place for weirdos you know what i mean yeah. as well like and then thank god it's um you know that they did cast weirdos in this instead of no your average yeah. chorus type, you know what I mean, sure. if that's what I would say. Um, so I love that that it is a bunch of like weirdos because I'm a weirdo and I, you know, I love sort of dark material and and there's a lot of jokes in this that I think, um, you know, take a specific type of person to really well. It's enjoy. more adult <laughs> than I was I was expecting, which Agreed. was maybe dumb because the movie is very adult. Well, they, uh, the the one in DC, I only saw like an archival video of the one in DC, but I was disgusted. I was actually <laughs> like, like I had, you know, I'd heard that the that the reviews in DC had called it out for sort of being so gone so far and I was like okay let's just see what this is and <laughs> boy like wow it was I mean you want it was it's like, there was like come, a, the opening shit. number talked about like butt fucking the ushers you know what I mean like it was it was the pig had a penis that of course like Leslie Kritzer found a way to put her mouth on you know what I mean and that's Literally. when I was like hands up I'm done you guys come on come on yeah. and so the changes that they did but like I never you know even when I saw the like a reading of it when they were like uh right before Broadway like, I thought that was still the dirty version. You know what I mean? Like, the version that it is now, basically. Mm-hmm. It's still plenty dirty, yeah. but it's, like, 
fun dirty as opposed to just like no oh one walked out. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 No like, one walked the out. The pendulum had to swing one yeah. way. So you that know, it could it, come back and find a tap. Not that I'm a prude in any way, ground. but I was just like, this is this is a lot, and this is a lot to ask of of a normal, you know, Broadway yeah. audience. Yeah, like a hundred fifty dollar um, ticket. Yeah, and they got it. I mean, they got a really good blend to where you know now the the f bombs that do drop are strategically placed, mm-hmm. and, and that's super it. Effective. You know, and super effect. You know, so um, I I think it's. I mean. Honestly, because I, I, I really have just been a fan. I haven't done anything on it until, like, this past month. So I'm just a super fan of the show. And everybody who comes to it is just like, this is really good. It's always that surprised sort of feeling where it's just like, I fucking love this. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a really good show. I, I thought, don't know what to yeah, tell I you. I like, the Variety Review especially was, like, what my thoughts on it were. Sure. Because I was, like, trying to find something. I'm like, I, I need... I need to read I, what I thought. And I was like, the variety one nailed I it. Guess I guess, I, I mean, I'm, I remember on opening before going into the party, I looked, you know, because I, I was, I honestly expected raves. And I, I if, if anything, I see tons of theater. I trust my taste, you know, very strongly. Sure. And, and I have reasons to trust it. And so I was expecting, you know, if not raves, like excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing that how much negativity there was, really made me question everything about what I was thinking. You know, and I was like, am I sentimentally attached to this? Like, no, I wasn't even a part of it in DC. Like, I have no attachment to it. And and starting to understand, I think, I think that there's an age cutoff, honestly. I think if you're think over so 50, you're going to think it's crass. You're going to think you're not going to get a lot of the jokes because there's so, there's a lot of millennial jokes. But like, yeah. kids, people my age, you know what I mean? Like, endlessly die for it you know what I mean and, and I really so, uh, it captures the essence of the movie if yeah. I brought my parents they, they'd love Absolutely. it it really holds well and it was one of those things where I know this might be controversial to say but I know that Tony voters didn't even come to see it because they heard it was bad because if they had come to see it we would have won best set because oh, the absolutely. set is I mean I love the set for him and, and I I'm all for the first female set designer winning but dear god that i mean they really should have even given a special tony for our set designer our lighting designer and our projection designer because they're doing things in this that have never been done before i remember in tech the opening curtain when the moon starts to draw itself Mm -hmm. i rushed to anyone around me i was like what the fuck is happening tell me what is happening and they explained that it was an LED screen with a scrim in front of it that the scrim had been painted so it looks like a painted drop that is changing like and I've just never like yeah. I mean I saw the Sunday in the Park with George project I've seen all sorts of things done with projections and LED screen yeah. but nobody had ever made it look old school and all of a sudden it looked like a South Pacific old school drop that was painting itself like and so I know even yeah, I was at the Tonys. I saw the response of just like when Beetlejuice was mentioned in nominations, and then the room exploded after the number. It, it was so because it was good. great. Yeah. It was a great number. It was, it was just our opening number. Yeah, and because and nobody in that well room too, had seen it, nobody had seen it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is. And that's what yeah. I, I think we need to be careful. If I'm am going to get on a soapbox, I think we need to be careful about what who we're choosing to believe these days in in terms of reviews and i you know i believe myself and that's it i I do believe that you know the new york times critics pick means nothing at this point especially because Mm. it's been given out so many times like 
the inheritance is going to open in a couple weeks and it deserves a critics pick but and it'll get it but it doesn't really mean much now because it, the past seven shows that have opened have gotten a critics pick so sure. um I, I i i so anybody who isn't coming to see Beetlejuice, and there's people you know who i'll say oh come see Beetlejuice," they're like oh no and i'm like don't you you just need to come like it's yeah. not a what? i know you've heard whatever but like it's oh. uh and, and, and maybe about. we need to think about how we categorize different shows now too, because yeah. you know, I mean, I I remember the same year that um, you know, Bands Visit and Escape to Margaritaville were being judged on the same platform. You know what I mean? And it, and I was just like, they're they're trying to do two very very different yes. things, and you can't yes. say that this is so much less than because it's not something that is completely different. Yes. Um, exactly right. It you know, and so in, in terms of an entertainment show. Which I do believe that that, that Beetlejuice is, you know, and it has, you know, some surprisingly touching moments here and there, you know what I mean, and it ends up being really good theater. Yeah. But for the Absolutely. most part, it is entertainment. For what it's trying to do, it's a Man. 10. You it's know what I mean? 10. It really is, it is especially what it, I mean, what it set out to do, it thoroughly achieves. And if you're a visual person, oh, oh my God. So trippy. It That's is what I mean. Like, so trippy. <laughs> Like if you haven't seen it yet, I'm I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm excited for your yeah. for you to see it. That's, I mean, like, and I especially I try to I pride myself on like knowing how stagecraft certain sta- like even when I was eight I had yeah. to know how the mirror in Phantom of the Opera worked. I needed to learn mm-hmm. that it was three panes of glass. You know what I mean? That slowly yeah. slide out. But and so that's why with, even when the first moment of the show happened and I had no idea how they did it, yeah. I was just like, "You sons of bitches! Yeah, you're gonna drive me nuts." If I were just a normal audience member. I would spend the whole time just being like, how'd they do that? How'd how they the fuck it? they do that? Because yeah. there's so much cool, beautiful magic. And then there's some really simple stagecraft, like Alex Timber's really extraordinaire simple. special stuff. Um, I love it. I love. I mean, it really, this is one of those experiences that lives up to 12-year-old Broadway dreams, honestly. Mm-hmm. And even, I would say that even before going on, just because of the people... In the building, yeah, it and seems the like show. a happy company and a company that's willing to go for it. Yes, and a really just together supportive everybody. You know, it's 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 lovely. It's, our, I mean, it, and especially between Alex Timbers and our stage manager Maddie, style trickles down. I know style trickles down, mm-hmm. and they are just so everything is out of love and goodness, and treat. so everybody. You know, nobody calls out. I mean, like it's a really rare thing, you know, for even people to call out in the way that normally by this point in a run everybody's gone you know what i mean there's lots of leaflets well the holidays are coming up it's gonna be packed when i went last week it was i think it looks sold out so and it's a huge theater it's not one of these little ones growing more and more you know even it's odd it's really really odd like we won no tonys we did another you know what i mean and that's it is becoming i mean my i mean the social media aspect of it is growing so fast it is huge with Young people. I mean, like, people yeah. who didn't grow up with the movie. Right. That's what's so weird to me, you know. But they're more like Agreed. me. They're like, I don't really care about the movie, but I like the musical, you know. Yeah. And so it's um, it's remarkable to see, you know, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, we learned from Be More Chill that, you know, a young, huge fan base does not um, mean a, a long, healthy run on Broadway. But um, hopefully enough of them are, are begging their parents to, to, cut, to take them and... I guess they are because we are selling yeah. out the Winter Garden almost. You know, yeah, we're like ninety four percent every week, so it's great. Selling so out the Winter Garden. Uh, I, okay. Again, you just again. work at the Winter Garden. I know. With like you little know, trips to don't other. Don't you know? Years. I touched that back wall and I'm like, you saw Folly 
Follies. I'll stand up. There's <laughs> one spot where you can follies. stand in the mez that's really like discreet. And I was just like, Michael Bennett and Hal Prince and Stephen Simon just stood here watching Follies. You know, I mean, there's tons of night. shows that have happened After in the world, but I only After care night. about Follies. After night. Oh, <laughs> Incredible. Oh my God, funny girl. Exactly. Exactly. No, so much. So much. The original West Side. I have a question, and yeah. we can edit this out if you want. Sure. But question about Final Bow. What about it? Beetlejuice does not get Final Bow. Yeah. Is that a controversial thing, or is that... No, I think it's... What is I, it? By, I mean, Lydia, I think, is the lead of the show. Um, it is her story that's being told, and I'm really a secondary character in it, I think. You know, I mean, I'm... <laughs> she belts her little butt off. And, but yeah. it really, I mean, it, in terms of who the story is happening to, you know, she's the she's the protagonist right from the start, and that's what I, I love I love about it. It's the same, you know, and um, I think that's something that's really important to Alex Timbers. Um, I know he did the same thing, you know, sort of with Moulin Rouge. You know what I mean? And sort of made sure that the focus is that this is Satine's story. Um, Just because it's called Beetlejuice doesn't mean he gets the final bow. Exactly. Is that Real, sure? I mean, Which the is the mold. I mean, yeah. the music man, Harold Hill, will bow last. Annie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, it's not Hannigan, no matter who you get to do it. Yeah. No, I think, I don't know with this, it really, it, it just made sense to me because I, I'm also, as an audience member, looking for the emotional through line. Mm-hmm. And I remember right from the start, when she started singing You're Invisible When You're Sad, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck you know what I mean like I immediately got I was just like but there's something like a child just saying so matter of fact and simply like you're invisible when you're sad and not pitying herself that yeah. I was so emotionally connected to her immediately that by you know we get into dead mom we get into we all of yeah. these moments where I want her to get what she wants the whole time and sort of what Beetlejuice wants is is very is, is like what she wants. you know is the Carrie Pipperidge of the story yeah. you know what I mean in my mind it's yeah. just like uh, just and unlike Mrs. Hannigan I mean she might she's the fun part of Annie but it is Annie's story so I guess sure. that's the absolutely yeah, yeah I agree with that that's God but she's it, really know, delivering she's that she is really delivering and you know and I think it um you know it there's something really um really really beautiful about what they've done to the story in general for her character. Um, that, that really was what grabbed me about it immediately, just reading the script. Because honestly, I wouldn't... I don't know if I would have cared that much about it, of even auditioning for it, if it didn't have some kind of emotion. If I had just seen the movie and the play had been sort of emulating that and didn't have that, like, I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I probably would have even turned down the audition just because yeah. it's not... Um, everything I... If I'm going to do something, I want it to have... Just oh, one wow. hook of heart, yeah. at least, you know. And and they added, there's a scene, um, so it already sort of had that, but they added that scene when she's in the netherworld in the middle of home where her dad comes and finds her. They added that in rehearsal. And I just remember uh, everybody was just like, we, and I was just like, mm. is this Beetlejuice? Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, and that's, I was like, this is what's going to sell this fucking show. It's like, because everybody's going to know what they're in for, but... There's no way you're not going to emotionally respond to this because everybody's felt this way yeah. at some point. Like yeah. everybody has felt, um, and even if you if you don't like, she's it, it. She's such a strong woman, Sophia particularly. So and, and when she's playing this character, that when she does sort of break, all you can see is a little girl. Yeah, mm. and it's 
suddenly so sad. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was, did you ever see The Florida Project? Yes. Yeah. You know how you just like hated that little girl the whole yeah. time and then at the end you're like, I've been hating a child. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. just like, oh no, you're just a child. Oh no, oh no. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel. You know, where it's yeah. just like you, uh, having that kind of, of duality as a performer is is beautiful. And I think she's um, she's just a really, really special person to be playing this part. Not that there's other people who won't play it, um, but there's just something really, talk about a, a marriage of a part and a person I, I can't imagine any Beetlejuice fan who would see her and just be like, no, that's not right. You know what I mean? Like, she's so unique and special yeah. and uh, dark, but stunningly beautiful. You know, it, that mm. it just, uh, it's a perfect, perfect fit for this yeah. show. I don't know if it would, it, I don't know if it would be the same at all without her in a way. Well, where can people find you? <gasps> yeah. You can find me um, on the Instagram, at Will Blum. And that's about it. I have a Twitter, but I haven't checked it in years. And it's yeah. just me yelling at the C train, I think. I think so. Like, <laughs> I use my Twitter pretty much for like MTA complaints no. and USPS complaints. I, I, I've been thinking about getting back on Twitter, but words are scary to me. Words are like, it takes me an hour and a half just to caption an Instagram picture, and then I delete it and just never Yeah, post I just it link anyway, my so. Instagram to the Twitter, so it looks like I'm tweeting. Exactly. See, that's what I do with Facebook. I don't use Facebook anymore. I just link my Instagram to Facebook. I think that's why I use and Instagram, because so, it's the only yeah. one that will cross-pollinate. Uh, we are. But that's it. Yeah, just Instagram, basically. And you do coachings? Is that something you want to... I do. I do. do. It's Yeah, more specific. Um, I guess you can DM me. Uh, or, or if you have a way to contact me, you can... Or something else, I suppose. Wait, he um, says, wait at the stage his door. His address is. <laughs> and wait till Alex Brightman comes out, and then it's ask a, Alex where it's more, he... <laughs> to text <laughs> Will. Yeah. It's, a, it's more specific. I, I guess most of it comes from from friends or people I've worked with before, um, or my agent sometimes will send me, um, uh, some of their clients, but, um, yeah, I'd love to, it, it's more, it, uh, I, I'm weary to say like, yeah, contact me because it's more of, um, if you have specific material, that's really what I can do. Mm-hmm. I can, it's, it's not so come once a week and we'll... yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you do pretend you have an audition or something, you know, and yeah. bring material that, um, I, ha- I used to do, I've done a class that I've done twice that I really loved. It was mainly just for friends, you know what I mean? Because um, I love it and it helps keep my directing mm-hmm. gears greased. Um, but I have been thinking about doing that um, again, maybe in the spring. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I'll I'll, uh, I'll let everybody know. OMG. On the, on the Instagram. But I do need to do something. Now that I've sort of gotten to do Beetlejuice and gotten it at let that, all of that understand, understudy anxiety sort of go... Um, it's time to start a sort of secondary project while I finish out this year contract for sure. So I'm like, what a treat to be able to let it go. Exactly. To finally have done it a few times. Honestly, because like I said, there's just nothing inside you that, that says like, yeah, you can do this until you do it. So thank you so much for schlepping down. Thank you guys. Oh my gosh, this is fun. You're a delight. I'm so happy that I got to meet you. I'm so glad you came. Shakespearean. I'm, I'm going to put that you on my bio. You know what I mean bio. by that? Like the detail. It's just Thank so <laughs> Shakespearean. It's the detail work. Thank you. I love goddess in the details. It yeah. is. You know, that's it. So she is. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, with that. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Weiner, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In The Room Pod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.